Well, it was interesting, as I mentioned, uh, I was in Denver for a weekend conference and didn't get home to real late last night. And I was tied up with family uh, issues over the phone. So it was very difficult trying to think about today. I'm living literally just hour to hour trying to get things done. So I didn't think about who would be here to celebrate Mass. So welcome, Father Tyler. And so with one minute to go before Mass, I asked him, do you want to do the homily? And I didn't realize that would be his first homily because he was ordained Saturday and the bishop did it, right, uh, Tyler? And then yesterday, Father Jim McCormick did the homily at his first Mass. So how uncharitable that would have been for me to say, Father Tyler, go do the homily, your first one ever with one minute of preparation. So uh, God bless. And if you're here on Wednesday, I would love to invite you to come and do the homily if you're here on Wednesday. So I will be celebrating Mass and hopefully maybe Tyler, uh, Father Tyler with us. I'm not sure, but you're welcome to join us. So here we see the message of God's mercy. Now, a lot of people have talked and said over and over again that you don't do works. You don't need works to get to heaven. And you've heard us Marians say all the time, we are an apostolate community. We believe God's word is very ringing true here. We're not talking about works of the law. Correct. Those works will not get you to heaven. But the works of love are mandatory. Um, we've had books out of Marian Press. Father Mike Gately, you did it to me based on Matthew 25, the sheep and the goats. When I was hungry, you gave me food, thirsty drink, naked clothing, and prison visited me, sick, you treated me. Um, well done, good and faithful servant. And to those who didn't do it, he said, away with you into the fire. This is not optional. And we're talking not about works of the law, but works of love. And there's no greater example than the saint we celebrate today, St. Francis. Now, it was funny because on the plane last night, I realized I've never done a homily on St. Francis. Now, I did a talk last Saturday on him and part of our explaining the faith. So if you'd like to learn much deeper, I just did a talk on him on Saturday. But I don't think I did last year talk on St. Francis. And before that, we were never not live streaming because I believe last year um, Father Kaz had it. And so I was like, wow, this would be a great opportunity to try to summarize this amazing saint, one of the three most popular saints of our current times and all of the, or in, in the church. Now, um, I mentioned in this talk, I just wanted to kind of, in case you didn't see it, just give you some of the highlights. And the fact is that he was born, his name was Giovanni, uh, which uh, is John. And he was actually named after John the Baptist, but his dad was not a Christian, was very much not wanting him to be this religious wimp, as he called it, but a tough military man. And uh, so he didn't like the fact that he was named after John the Baptist, but named, changed his name to Francesco, 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 after a tough Frenchman. He was, uh, his father liked the French, his love of the country of France. Well, anyway, Francis grew up in this family where this dad was worried about image and they had a lot of money. They were wealthy merchants. And so Francis, to his own admission, lived in a lot of sin. And he did have some, uh, some chivalry about him, though he wanted to be this grandiose knight. So he joined the Crusades and ended up getting captured, failed miserably. He returned home and was basically laughed at because he had all this armor and spent all this money on, on swords and armor and basically accomplished nothing. He was just a prisoner. Well, anyway, he was humiliated and he came back 
And here's a guy that was very much focused on richy things, aristocracy. Um, he, much, he much loved beauty, hated grime, dirt, poverty. It's ironic how the Lord works, isn't it? The saint most known in the history of the church for poverty is one who couldn't stand it. He didn't like deformity. All of a sudden, one day he sees a leper. And he struck God. This is how God works in us. He puts this grace in St. Francis. And out of nowhere, St. Francis says, here's a guy who can't stand germs, uh, deformity, sickness, poverty. He's a rich man. He's got everything he needs. But he's struck with this grace. This is called a singular grace. This is where God can give anybody a moment of instant to be able to react. And St. Francis got off his horse and kissed this leper and was like shocked that he did this. And the leper returned his kiss. Now that normally would have freaked him out. It's kind of like the coronavirus. Stay away from me. You're not vaccinated. Well, you know, we're still human beings here. And so we can't lose that sight. If we put fear above the love of our neighbor, and I'm not saying not to be prudent. Yes, we have to be prudent. But this is a leper. And the leper kissed Francis in return. And Francis got back on his horse. And as he was riding away, he looked back at the leper and the leper disappeared. And he saw it as a sign that that leper was Christ. And that was his test. He was testing Francis. Are you really going to be able to step forward and look beyond a virus or a, or a, a germ or a deformity and love my, love my people? Again, I'm not saying don't be prudent. I'm not saying, you know, don't do this or that. I'm just saying love. We have to love. Well, anyway, Francis then, he was in a place called San Damiano, and that stands for St. Damien. There's Cosmos and Damien. We say it in the first Eucharistic prayer, Cosmos, Saints Cosmos and Damien. Well, in um, Italy, it was San Damiano, St. Dam uh, Damien. Well, anyway, he heard Christ on the crucifix basically say, Francis, rebuild my church. And he took that literally. And so um, he really took it literally, meaning the physical condition. So he went back to his father's shop and he stole, what well, didn't steal, he's the son. So he thought he had the right to it a bunch of material. And he took some of the material, sold it to get money to rebuild this church physically. And his dad saw this as an act of theft. And he actually took him and drug him before the bishop. And the bishop basically was very kind to Francis and said, Francis, return the money. God will provide. And that was a changing point in his life. He stripped off all his clothes down to nothing but a hair shirt. It was freezing out and he just walked away singing. And so this was his changing point. Now, just like the Good Samaritan, isn't it amazing how God works these? St. Francis was today, doesn't always get this reading. The readings are set, but the saint, or the saints are set, but the readings rotate. And so how amazing that this reading of the Good Samaritan matches St. Francis because what happened to the Good Samaritan, or uh, the, the traveler, he got beaten up by robbers. Well, guess what St. Francis did after he stripped off his clothes and went into the woods singing? He got beat up by robbers. So this is such an amazing connection, how God works. Well, anyway, after he got beat up, he climbed out of the ditch 
and started singing again. And he realized at that point, I have nothing. I have nothing, but I've really gained everything. And that was the essence of poverty for him. And so soon he started preaching. Now he was never a priest. He was a deacon. And even that he didn't want. They kind of talked him into being a deacon. He's never a priest. And so um, this was very, very powerful. And uh, so anyway, the priest, um, he really respected the priest, despite their brokenness. I told the story on Saturday. You can see the longer version on YouTube and, and Facebook. But somebody came to him and said, this priest is, has an improper relationship with this woman. And he's living with this woman, which was true. This priest was. And so St. Francis, they all told him, and they said, go, go deal with them, go deal with them. He said, okay, I will. And so they sent him, and all these people are following him, ready for Francis to shred this priest. And the priest, the St. Francis went up to the priest, knelt down and kissed his hands and says, these hands touch the Eucharist. So basically, everybody then later said to him, why didn't you deal with this priest? And, his, and he says, God will deal with him. So I think that's a great lesson because, yes, we have so many priests, myself included, that we are broken, but God will deal with us. The request that St. Francis or the example St. Francis was trying to show us, this priest still brings us the Eucharist. He kissed his hands and basically said, you know, God will, God will deal with him. My job is to pray for him. And I thought, wow, that's the same way with me for other people that I know. Don't worry about everybody else's business. Pray for them. God will deal with them. Our job is to pray for each other, to lift each other up, not to tear each other down. And so anyway, this is how beautiful St. Francis saw the priesthood. Anyway, others started coming to St. Francis. They started joining his way of life, sleeping outdoors, begging for, for gar, rummaging through garbage cans, begging for food, um, basically only loving God. This is poverty, total detachment. And I think it's powerful because he knew that now that he had to have some direction in his life, that God was in control. And so um, I also mentioned this on Saturday. He opened the Bible. I mean, this is an amazing story. He, he opened the Bible to three different places. He was looking for direction from God. So he opens the Bible. And the first passage that he opens was the command that Jesus gave to the rich young man to sell all his goods and give it to the poor. And so he said, hmm. Then he took the Bible and he opened up randomly to another passage. And it was where Jesus ordered the apostles to take nothing with them on their journey. No second tunic, no bag, no money, but to rely on God. And then he started going, hmm. And he opened the Bible a third time, and it was the passage that demands us to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow Jesus daily. And so what Francis said was, here's our rule. This is the rule of the Franciscan way. And so what an amazing start. So anyway, I will tell, finished real quickly, that people most know him as his love for animals and God's creation. Um, there's the story. I just want to tell a couple of quick ones that we mentioned on Saturday. One about a wolf that was eating the people, terrorizing the village. And St. Francis went after the wolf and talked to the wolf and said, you will not do this again. And that he went back to the village and told the people, 
you're not going to kill the wolf. You're going to feed him. And if you feed the wolf, he promises, <laughs> wolf promises not to hurt anybody. And the wolf became the town pet. And this is documented. This is not legend. They actually have documentation of this. And I told the story when we were here at the shrine, we used to, and I think we should still do that, but uh, every today on October 4th, bless the animals. If you have any animals and you want to bless, come over to see me at the Association of Marian Helpers. I'd be happy to bless your pets today. So come see me over at the Association of Marian Helpers. I love animals. I love pets. Bring your fish, your, your dog, your cat. I will bless them. But anyway, we were doing the blessing of the animals and um, the blessings were done for the day. All the people brought their sheep and goats and cattle and horses back then. And one of our employees, she was parked out in the, in the main parking lot. If you've been here, you know that's a kind of a walk from the main parking lot. And she was walking back to the parking lot. Her name was Carol. And all of a sudden out of the woods where our cemetery is came a fox. And this fox, usually you don't see fox here. We have them around, but they're very spooky. They're very skittish. You don't get too close to a fox. Uh, they're very sly. And so the fox came out and stood right in front of her. And Carol was telling me the story. She says, don't ask me why. But I looked at the fox and I said, you're late. You missed the blessing. You missed the blessing. And the fox looked up at Carol and the fox ran all the way across the driveway up our hill and knelt at the statue of St. Francis that we have, I shouldn't say knelt, laid, laid at the statue of St. Francis. Carol was dumbfounded. So she's like, whoa. So she walks up the hill and she walks right up to the fox and the fox is curled up at the seat, at the feet of St. Francis, looking up at St. Francis's statue. He's sitting there with a bird in the hand. We have this beautiful statue on our property. And all of a sudden, people started coming out. And Carol's like, come here. Like, she's talking to this fox, and he's not budging. And so all these people are coming out. They're taking pictures and everything. And all of a sudden, one of the priests came out and blessed the fox. And then the fox left. So he was waiting for his blessing. So those are the kind of beautiful stories that I think is just so awesome, especially that we have up here. Well, anyway, real quick, um, people started then following Francis, amazed by how, how somebody with nothing could be so joyful and how they could be so happy when they had nothing. And they would say, can really somebody have nothing and be happy? And so Francis said, if we had any possessions, we would need weapons and laws to defend them. And I don't want to mess with that. I don't want to have to write a bunch of laws to defend my stuff. I don't want to have to get a bunch of weapons to defend my stuff. I'd just rather not. And so this was who he was. And I love this quote. He said, you could, he said, this is amazing. He said, what could you do to a man who owns nothing? He says, you can't starve a man who is fasting. He says, you can't steal from a man who has no money. And he says, you can't embarrass someone who hates prestige. And that's the basis of the Franciscans. He was truly free. That's what detachment is. And so that's why purgatory is not just punishment. When we go to purgatory, it's also for detachment. And so anyway, to finish, St. Francis said, people think, he said, preach the gospel and if only necessary, use words. 
false. We have no record whatsoever that St. Francis ever said that. People use that to try to justify, I don't have to evangelize. I don't have to talk about Jesus. I don't have to. St. Francis says so. No, Francis never said this. And preaching about hell and sin, he did regularly. So we have this beautiful, grandiose view of St. Francis. That, oh, he, he, all he did was tell everybody how loving they were and never, ever, ever corrected anybody. He was all loving. Well, yeah, he loved them, but he didn't want to see him go down the wrong road. So he preached on hell and he preached on sin. And so people don't realize that. Anyway, I did finish with the one story, though, that he went to fight in the Crusades and he actually went and met with the Sultan, Muslim Sultan, who was in charge of the Islamic armies. And um, they struck up, believe it or not, he was a prisoner and they struck up a relationship. And the Sultan actually gave Francis permission to preach and teach in the Holy Land. This was back in 1217 because Islam had taken over Jerusalem at that time. So it was under the hands of Islam and no Christians were there. They were all pushed out. Yet the Sultan allowed Francis in and allowed him to preach and teach. And the Franciscans have been there ever since. So the Franciscans have a real tie to the Holy Land and it goes back to Francis. And so some say that this Sultan actually secretly converted on his deathbed and became Christian because of Francis. You know, he was the first guy ever to get the stigmata that we know of. Now, Paul in the scriptures looks like he had the stigmata, but he's, Francis is the first one recorded. He's only the second one ever that we know of to see a seraphim angel after uh, Isaiah the prophet and St. Faustina. And so anyway, he um, also, he was the first one to develop the live nativity scene with Jesus and the crush, we call it. We have it right here in our, our shrine in the Christmas season. But anyway, he was the first one to, to develop the nativity scene with live animals. Anyway, um, he did this. That was 1223, by the way. Anyway, he died, not on this day. Surprisingly, he died yesterday, October the 3rd, back in 1226. He was only 45, and he was canonized just two years later in 1228. So we know him now as the patron saint of Italy, big saint haven, along with St. Catherine of Siena. But they've added to that now, he's also the patron saint of animals, the environment, and families. Wow, three things in a lot of trouble right now. The extinction of animals is at an unprecedented rate. The animal traffic trade is horrible. Um, the environment is being destroyed in many ways, but most of all, our families. Our families are being really hurting right now. Um, estranged relationships, divorces, abortions. Let us pray. Let us pray to St. Francis as the patron saint of all those things as a great example of a saint today that gave us an example of how to live as Christ. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Dot org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. 
Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.